If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 99 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. We are here, the Alex Verdugo episode, the most famous 99 oh, in baseball. That's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, your AL MVP this year. <laughs> uh, no. But here we are, episode 99, closing in on 100 Excited to talk about another week of baseball. I am Noah, joined as always by Brian and Adam. Let's start with Adam. Adam, how's it going? Going great. It is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be extra hype when we talk about the best player to wear one hundred next yes. week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, this is the last player, you know, player number episode we're ever gonna have. Yeah, crazy. Oh my gosh. We're gonna now we can just start talking about game on. numbers. I'm just trying to game think of more. Not, I'm just trying to think of more players. Wear, I mean, Yunjin Ryu, I think, wears 99 still. Shout out Aaron Judge. Judge wears 99. Yeah, <laughs> not, that's yeah. true. Who else wears 99? I feel like I feel like mm. there's actually a few, but not many. I don't know who. Oh, you know who else wears 99? I know who else wears 99. Doesn't Karen check wear 99? No. The friggin' mm. weirdo. Okay, got a list. Jesus Aguilar. Yeah, he does. Where's number 99? He literally does. Karen Chick wears 99. James Karen Chick wears 99. He um, changed his number. Oh, yeah. He used to wear 70. Taiwan Walker wears 99. Taiwan Walker, yeah. Taiwan Walker's still playing? Um, Yinier Cano, oh, yeah, yeah. the guy on the Orioles, wears number 99. Huh. That's about all I could find. <laughs> yeah. Franmil Reyes? Yeah. Where's 99 apparently now? Mm, yeah. He's on the Royals. Like, does he count? Is he even mm. an MLB player? The Royals probably have like three guys. Oh, that wear 99. sorry. Uh, I don't know how I missed. Spencer Strider wears 99. Oh, oh yeah. He, cha- yeah, he just changed his number this year. He just year. changed his. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I'm trying to find. Is anyone else? Um, nope. There's a oh, couple more. Kenyon I found Middleton. Don't know who oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Plays on the White Sox, wears number 99. Oh, yeah. Jesus Aguilar apparently also now wears 99. Yeah. Trey Jamison. All of the greatest players wear 99. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Brian, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. This is my first episode in my new place, so that's fun. That's exciting. Uh, I'm very sleep-deprived and tired right now, so that's also exciting. Uh. Going into finals week. You gotta love it. That's great. That's huge. <laughs> well, it was a fun week of baseball with a lot of stuff. Some players uh, getting hot, looking on the up. Some teams turning it around. Some teams with some exciting new stadium celebrations. Uh, mm. There's a lot of things that we could talk about. Um, I think I'll just start us off selfishly with the very just confusing and devastating Friday and Saturday that was the Boston Red Sox Friday and Saturday, which was like two of their most promising signs of the year so far. James Paxton and Chris Sale looking absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. James Paxton going six innings, striking out nine. Uh, Chris Sale going eight innings. Uh, it was just dominant, but then that Friday, the James Paxton start, J- uh, Josh Winkowski, who's been one of their best relievers all year, uh, you know, gave it up for the Red Sox. Then the Red Sox retook the lead, but then Kenley Jansen gave it all up and gave up the L as well. And then, you know, then the very next day, you're just like, okay, whatever, those guys are two of our best. That's just happened, move on. And then Chris Sale goes eight and is like, yeah, let's just give the ball to Kenley. 
And then the same thing happens. He just gives it up. Red Sox lose. And it's like, what a weird two-game stretch where it was like, we got the lead, our starting pitchers, that looks like we actually have two good ones. And then our bullpen, which has really been the strength, has just blown it. It's just heartbreaking. But then also, just like I said, weird, because it's like also promising. So, I mean, I'm not panicking on Winkowski or Jansen uh, yet, though crazy for back-to-back games uh, with Jansen. But yeah, I think it's yeah. just unfortunate circumstances, but we'll, we're looking up. It's hard for a reliever to be perfect the whole season. Like it's going to happen. You hate when it happens like back-to-back nights on two of your more trusted guys. But I mean, it's just how it goes sometimes. I believe Kinley Jansen hit his four or got his 400th save this week. Is that yeah. correct in saying that? Yeah, so I think sh- I was at the end of last week. Uh, oh, okay. Did you guys talk about it last week then? No, I don't. I don't oh, think okay. so. It might have been that well, Sunday night or something like that. But shout out Kinley Jansen. I mean, definitely probably one of the most overhated players for no reason of our generation. Dude, over oh, man, hated, overhated. Yeah, 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 not overrated. Yeah, yeah overhated. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I knew. I knew what you said, but I just wanted the listeners to <laughs> <laughs> wanted to clarify. Yeah, dude. The dude just gets so much hate for a guy who just goes out there and does his job on such a consistent basis. Yeah. Yeah. And then this year he's like found two or three extra miles an hour. Um, So that's been very promising. I didn't see either of the two uh, blow ups been been busy. And then obviously for obvious reasons, didn't really want to go do a detailed (laughs) watch on those those two things. But I heard there's some pitch clock violations going on and some bad defense behind him as well, which, you know, we'll see. He's for the most part, he's done awesome with the pitch clock. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes, how that goes going forward. Yeah, that's exciting. The pitch clock is a lot of fun. I think we had Tim Anderson chirping an umpire about it today. Yeah. I've always loved the pitch clock. Uh, I, where do we yeah. want to go? Oh, go for it. Oh, I was gonna say, I love the pitch clock still. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's great. I just, I, I think it's easy as a player when you get frustrated just to blame something like that just because you don't have yeah. control. And like, it just, uh, you get frustrated and you blame dumb things. And that's what a lot of people choose to uh, blame. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will segue into pitchers who cannot complain about uh, dumb things because they were absolutely dominant. We had a couple of complete game shutouts this week. Um, Mitch Keller actually had a couple of phenomenal starts for the Pirates, um, but he threw a complete game shutout, only four hits, one walk, eight strikeouts, and then had another start today where he went seven innings without giving up a run um, with 13 strikeouts. So, and I know a lot of the Pirates hype has died down recently. They've, you know, they've kind of dropped off their, their huge winning streak. Um, but uh, man, they've, they've got some really fun, on young talent. And uh, I know we, we talk a lot about guys like O'Neill Cruz or Brian Hayes, you know, some of their more, um, you know, offense side of the ball type stuff, but they've got some really, really interesting pitching pieces as well. Yeah. I was uh, in on Keller uh, in our preseason, uh, like our preview of the pirates. I, I've just heard a lot of good things about him and his, you know, metrics and advanced stuff, all that. Uh, and he just kind of hasn't quite put it together. And I know Jolly Olive, which is a really good YouTube page, kind of had a breakdown predicting a, a breakout for, for him as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's this guy that gets a lot of good spin rate, uh, fastball spin in particular, and he's just been doing awesome with his hard hit percentage. Basically, almost everything on his baseball savant uh, is in the upper half, if not the upper like 60 or 70% of the league. So yeah, that's just a good recipe. If you're got good spin rate, getting um, weak contact, I mean, yeah, nice two three eight ERA on the season, a one o two WHIP. He will take that. He was, he was supercharged on MLB The Show. Got to use him. He was nasty. Nice, nice. The other love to see that. The other big shutout this week was uh, the well. I mean, Noah, you talk about the uh, Red Sox being kind of you know weird but promising the jays have had another weird but promising week they are either being swept or sweeping pretty constantly they got swept by the red Sox, then they swept the pirates then they got swept in a two-game set by the phillies and they just got done sweeping 
the uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, and the first game of that was a complete game shutout by Chris Bassett. Uh, only gave up two hits, a couple of walks, eight strikeouts. Um, he looked good. Also, I think did it on like a hundred and how many pitches was it? 103 pitches. So a super efficient complete game shutout as well. But Jays get three super, super big wins against uh, kind of a, a weirdly under just watching the Braves this this week. They looked uh, like they were underperforming. They looked a little off, but still three huge wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can't half step into Toronto. They are 12 and 3 at home to start this year. Uh great record. But yeah, I only caught a, like half of the Sunday uh Blue Jays Braves game, but there's just a few defensive miscues that were just looked odd for a major league team to be making and yeah i heard the announcers kind of saying that that wasn't the first time that they're making some there bad plays there were i think three separate plays just today just from the sunday game where the braves let a ball drop because their outfielders either collided or got very close to each other yeah as if they just just forgot that you can (laughs) You know, I got it, I got it, and like waves someone off. Um, super weird, super super weird, but yeah, still a huge series. And yeah, you're you're right. You, Toronto, not a team that you can uh, that you can take uh, lightly, especially going into into Rogers Center. But oh my goodness, did Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> unload Ooh. on one to start the Ooh. game? <laughs> Dude, Kikuchi's Kikuchi had a slightly rough start, but yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that first at bat. Good God. That, that thing was, was crushed. Manny Ramirez type stuff. That was Dude, oh. speaking of crushed, Joey Gallo has hit a couple absolute nukes recently. Um it was yesterday or Friday. Hit one that broke Statcast. It they just didn't have Statcast data on it for a while. Um and then the numbers came out, and it wasn't like that crazy. And 110 off the bat, only 420, only 422 feet. Um, I, but... I'm pr- so I'm looking at it right now. It says 511. Huh? Did they update it? As it says, 117.5 exit velo, 34 degrees launch angle, 511 hit distance. That's different. Believe it. Home run. Maybe I maybe it's a different one, but the one he really crushed. Yeah, it like maybe a different one. It, there was no recorded distance for a day, and then when they finally got it, it's a recorded it was, distance was apparently five eleven. It was destroyed. Yeah, it was like so. I don't know if you guys uh, have seen uh, the Twins ballpark, but they've got in that in right center, it's like a deck, and then another deck, and then the scoreboard sits on top of the, like, second or third deck. Like, past the concourse. And it hit that. It was destroyed. I don't know if you guys have seen the pick the like picture of the pitcher after oh, the yeah. ball was hit, but his <laughs> facial reaction is absolutely hilarious because oh, he, he just can't believe what just happened. Oh, yeah. He knew. <laughs> he, he was... He was well aware that that ball was absolutely destroyed. Um, yeah, dude, just in complete shock. Just I, actually, I don't even know if shock's the right word. He was just like in awe. He was like, dude, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gallo can do that. And it's it's good. It's just good to see him doing it again. Um, this man, he definitely looks when he gets a hold of him. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the Joey Gallo and the twins got me feeling good about my MLB TV draft. I got them in the central and there's Ooh. a team that I got in the West. That's got me feeling pretty good as Wait, well. Real quick before we go on Joey Gallo, leave Joey Gallo. Uh, if you look at his baseball savant page, it is absolutely hilarious. It's the best so. thing ever. He is the true <laughs> min max build dude. Average exit velocity, 99th percentile expected batting average. First percent. <laughs> like, well, just yeah, hilarious. barrel Dude. barrel percent 99th, but with percent seventh. <laughs> yeah, hard hit 99. Like, like, it's just so much fun looking at this. Oh, yeah, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, now you can continue, Noah. Well, I just wanted to say that the team that I got in the West, we're not going to talk about who I got in the East, but the team that I got in the West in that draft is 
is returning to form. The Los Angeles Dodgers are right back where you expect them to be. They're 25 and 15, 9 and 2 in May, 15 and 4 since April 22nd. And then you look at that lineup, they got six players in the starting lineup with an OPS plus over 130. And then four of their starting pitchers have an ERA plus over 120, which that is including Gonsolin, who only has about three starts, but has looked good. Um, And no, yeah. And it just seems like it could, in like theory, get better, especially in the rotation uh, with Urias, who's been, uh, who struggled to start, but has had several really solid starts in a row. And then you got to believe Syndergaard is going to get better at some point. And then Dustin May has been awesome for them, but also with a walking three guys per nine innings. So if like he trims that down a little bit, then this rotation just gets better. Um, Jason Hayward's been good for him. They've barely even had JD Martinez, who's been really uh, like a bounce back of the year candidate. Um, the Dodgers are a lot of fun to watch. Um, and they're just, I mean, with especially with the San Diego Padres vibes right now, I think like I'm almost like lock me in for the Dodgers to win the NL West already. I just I'm sold. Yeah, I'm just gonna act like the Dodgers don't exist. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. I just hate that the Dodgers just consistently find guys like James Outman who just come up and start raking. It's just they churn out hitters like it's just unbelievable, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, never going to get past that one. But uh, yeah, no, on, on Dustin May, man, he's been he's been electric. Definitely, obviously, blocking people a little bit too much. But uh, dude, I still am just in awe of that two-seamer every single time I see it. It mm-hmm. does not make sense. That thing moves like a left-handed slider. It's so gross. I don't understand how he physically gets it to do that. Also, he throws it like 99 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's coming at you pretty hot. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, one of the most ridiculous pitches in all of baseball, for sure. But yeah, I'm I just... mean, but to cheer, to lighten up your spirits, there's been some good stuff uh, in the NL West that you've been enjoying oh. recently as well, Brian. Dude, the San Francisco Giants finally called up a hitting prospect that has been productive This is probably the most successful hitting prospect they've had since Joe Panic, who wasn't much of a hitter early on. But the Giants had gone into a massive, like, scouting. I don't know, scouting's the wrong word. Uh, Production. uh, Development. What's the word? Development. Like, they just could not develop a player to save their life for so long offensively. And Casey Schmidt, he was a top five prospect. Uh, third base defensive stud. They finally called him up. He's been playing some short in place of Brandon Crawford, who uh, Brandon Crawford at 36, by the way, came back from injury today. He looks old. Like, I, the Giants aren't going to DFA Crawford, but having him on the roster for the rest of the season is maybe not a great thing. And I hate to say that. <laughs> but um, Casey Schmidt, in his first five games, had four multi-hit games including a game he went four for four and he was a triple shy of the cycle. He's hit two bombs, including one that was an absolute tank. Uh, and that's just the offensive side. On the defensive side, he has two of the hardest thrown balls in all of baseball from an infielder. One from short, one from third. Uh, he came just under the record like two days ago and then he beat it today. Uh, they're both like 92.7 and the other one's like 92.9 miles per hour. Just throwing absolute missiles across the diamond. Dude, Casey Schmidt has me in a very good mood. Um, I always love when you see someone get called up or you see someone go on like a crazy stretch. And it's like, oh, this is the first guy to do something since some random guy you've never heard of. Like, I think I sent (laughs) you guys a message and it was like, Casey Schmidt, his eight hits is like the second most of all time through your your first three career games. Only behind Coker Triplet, who had nine of them oh, yeah. in three games in 1938. Gotta love them. Legend. Uh, <laughs> just love those random stuff. Former like Oakland that. A legend. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, it's just crazy. Like, he's tied, like, all kinds of Giants records for the most hits through your first, like, four games. He's, like, on list with Willie McCovey, which 
I mean, that's an all-time great player. Like, so Casey Schmidt is off to an insane start. Obviously, you're not going to hit, like, above 600 for your entire career. So he's going to cool down at some point. That's going to happen. But he's definitely looking like a guy that the Giants... The Giants haven't developed a guy in a long time, and he looks as if he's a guy. And that's exciting. Yeah, it was... I was... uh kind of celebrating my final class of my master's degree going out for some ice cream and oh, i'll cool. drive home i was like i want to listen to some baseball so i turn on good old kmbr listening uh and it's like oh casey schmidt he got a hit in his first at bat he's really on it and then he, i heard that just oh, absolutely destroyed dope. home run and just the reaction was incredible um but adam set the over under uh for Coker triplets career war and then Brian will go over or under. <laughs> oh, oh wait, but I don't even know wait, it. Can can um, we at least know how many years he played? Yes. He he played six years. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't even I I I did I literally never even looked him up. Um yeah, yeah. same Coker same. triplets career war. Uh one? Oh, oh, that's a. I'm saying one. Interesting. Oh, that's an interesting over under because in six years, you could be like you could be six years of bad baseball or six years of good baseball. Very different things could happen. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking if you can't last six years in the what? What did we say he played? Like the early 40s, dude. Come on. Yeah, Every, everybody could have lasted. Champion with the oh. St. Louis Cardinals played yeah, for the Cubs, Cardinals. <laughs> You don't have to be good to be on a World Series team. You know what? Because he was on a World Series team and he played six years, I'm going to take the over one career war, but I think it's going to be like maybe two to four, somewhere in that range. Actually, four is too high. I think it's going to be around two. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say you both win. (laughs) Because what a fantastic uh, over-under set. His career war is 1.2. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's amazing. That's I did not. That's. I low-key wanted him to be worth negative war, though. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, maybe he was. Maybe he. Maybe he's worth, like, negative positional wars, like defensive war. <laughs> Most people oh, are, man. it feels like. Um, Shout out Coker Triplet. Over triplet, left fielder, and pinch hitter. Uh, I love that's a positional designation. Is that really? That's yeah, funny. On his reference, it says left fielder and pinch hitter. Dude, sick. That's interesting. That's a that's a great that's a great positional distinction to have. <laughs> Why? Let's yeah. see how many triples he had. Did he even have a oh. triple? That'd be funny. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, have... he had fourteen in his career. That's yeah. not bad. Got some speed on him. Fourteen triples? That's that's like Loki respectable. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, you know who did get a triple though? Oh, Cedric Damn. Mullins. Oh yeah. yeah oh, did. he's a stud. He got a triple because he hit for a cycle, um, and saved the home run for last. Capped it off <laughs> proper. You gotta. Did you see the Orioles birdbath too? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, have you seen this? No, I have no clue what you're talking about. They have like this section. I don't know where it is in the outfield, but it's like this small little section where every time the Orioles score, they have this guy in an Orioles jersey that says Mr. Splash on it or something like that with a hose. Yeah. And he just he just sprays the water on everyone whenever they <laughs> score. It's a bird bath. Because the Orioles have that sprinkler uh celebration oh, going on. And yeah. they're going crazy all night. And of course, Cedric Mullins, they, they pretty much had the win in hand, but it was like, he might get a cycle now. And he just needed the home run and he saved it for last and boom, hits the home run. They're going crazy in the bird back. <laughs> and it's, it's electric. It's electric. I'm, I'm disappointed that the Jays didn't think of that. <laughs> like, I'm happy that someone did it. I'm happy that one of the bird teams did it. It wasn't going to be the Cardinals. I think we knew that. They're, uh, they oh, feel yeah. too. They feel too serious. They also suck, so they can't get away with having fun right now. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it, it, I'm glad someone did it. 
Well, it's all started with the players and the the spit in the yeah, water. Yeah, they did the sprinklers sprinkler. and they, yeah, but it's yeah, just so. you know bird bath. That it just makes sense. That's just come on. How does how has no one come up with it? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's but just just brilliant stuff. And then how good do you get to be feel if you're Mister Splash out there, right? <laughs> Best job the on the planet, Mister Splash. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy with like a snorkel and goggles out in the stands. That was great. <laughs> Dude, I love the fan bases just lean into something. It's so it's so. Oh good. my gosh! And the Orioles have done like really done it these last two years. I remember they yeah. they had like the bucket hat night. They're going crazy in the stands, and I think they had like Hawaiian shirt night the very next night. Everyone's going crazy. Like when the Orioles plan out something the fans buy in and it's just it's great to watch it's great yeah. to watch i i know i saw it recently let me see if i can find it again because i think it was either after today's game or after yesterday's game um we've officially yeah here it is we've we've officially reached the full season of adley rutschman mark which you know because obviously oh. he got called up after so we they've now played 162 games with him on the roster and they're 93 and 69 in that span Dude, Adley's a guy. That's, just, I mean, Adley's, look, Adley's a, a guy, guy, and also just, like, the Orioles are, like, kind of good, just in general, because it's not even just Adley. Yeah, because as good as Adley is, and he's definitely making a huge impact on that team and is a big part of them winning, sometimes you can be really good, and your team still doesn't do that good, as we will see with a few players here. Yes. Probably the biggest name of them all, Juan Soto. Back on the horse, doing great things. Uh, uh, April 30th to May 13th, his slash line 422, 527, 756 for a 1283 OPS. 12 games where he has 11 extra base hits. He's swinging 3-0. He's still taking his walks, being patient, but he's just looking to attack a lot more and doing a lot of damage, which is awesome to see if you are a Padres fan. But what's not awesome to see is that they're still only five and seven over that span with ones when with uh, Soto just giving you that much production. I mean, where how much are you guys worrying about the Padres right now? It. I'm extremely worried, and it goes back to what I feel like I was yelling from the mountaintops at the beginning of the year. If this Padres team is not successful, it is not good for baseball. Yeah. Like, I very much so believe that just because of the amount of money they've spent, teams are going to point to them as a reason not to spend money. And so far, the debut of this expensive team has not been great. They got less (laughs) runs scored than the Giants. It's okay. not good company. Giants score a good amount of runs. So the Giants are Giants are top five in home runs. Pretty sure bottom half of the league in runs scored. So Giants are top five in the league in home runs. Home runs sure. are not all of your uh, runs, Brian. I know. I'm just saying that you say that like the Giants can't score though. No, I'm Giants' problem is not run scoring. Um. Anyways. The Padres yeah, the, the don't problems. want to be next to the Giants. But you don't want that's but that's that doesn't change the fact that yeah, that's still not where no, you want sure. to be. For sure. Um I've completely forgot my point now. <laughs> the Padres I the, the Padres that they're, they're getting to a point where it's it might get ugly and they need to turn it around as a team. Yeah. But Darvish, Juan Soto turning it on, I think, is a huge starting place. Yes. Darvish and Seth Lugo have been bright spots for the team in the rotation. Uh, everywhere else, it's been pretty ugly. Uh, Josh Hader has been phenomenal to start the year. But then Bogarts, who I just highlighted a couple weeks ago, he's back down to a 787 OPS, which is obviously not bad, but not where he was. Machado's been horrendous. Uh, sub seven OPS. Uh, and I think, you know, one thing that I point, I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. has been really solid, especially just kind of re- finding his footing again, hovering right around 800 with that OPS and playing a really, really good right field. Uh, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. I know one concern I had going into it was Jake Cronenworth being your first baseman. Like, he's just not a first baseman to me, he's not going to give you that offensive production. He's someone that needs to be playing second and short. 
and he's just not able to do There's it. It's just too much of a log jam, though. Yeah. Of better players there. But still, with that being said, they need to just find some offensive consistency because they got a lot of good players. It's just a lot of people underperforming. And uh, it's funny that the the highlight of that was Soto for so long. But now if you look at the season numbers, he's like the only guy meeting expectations in that line. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, much more anymore concerned about guys like Manny Machado, who's sitting at a 654 OPS. As a yeah, dude who yeah, was a exactly. who was an MVP candidate last year, just signed a massive contract too. Yeah, that's that's a insanely. I mean, your your OPS is lower than an ancient man in Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. You know, get it together. I, I think <laughs> the only thing bright side of that is it's Manny Machado. Like, sure, we've seen Manny Machado go on these stretches where he can't hit, and he always comes back and figures it out. Goes on a run, like Manny Machado will figure it out. I'm pretty confident in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hope so if you're a Padres fan, because well, yeah, yeah, right now that's that's just a team that's not hitting the way that they should with with the bats that they've got. For sure, for sure. Um, oh, but yeah, another player that's been on fire for a bad team, <laughs> Luis Robert, who we uh, you know were on his case for uh, not running out a ball that he really could have easily beaten out though it kind of later came out that he's dealing with some hamstring stuff and just an error of communication on him and his uh, manager's part uh but yeah he's been on fire uh since the start of may a 1388 ops five homers four doubles and 12 games uh but yeah another team that's just uh not doing good things are ugly in good old chicago and uh, it's that's an interesting team to follow, uh, especially as we get closer to July eventually and start yep. talking about trades happening. You know, you got Lance Lynn, Giolito, um, Andrews, uh, Hendricks. Let's see, it's and the White Sox should blow it up. Yeah, yeah, they, they I, got to. I agree. Blow it, <laughs> blow it up, just like their neighbors did not so long ago. Chicago Cubs, blow it up, up, up. Tim Anderson's excited, though. Where does he go? I don't know. When's he a free agent? Next year? Somewhere? I think he's going to be the, not... the free agent to get this upcoming season, right? Well, Otani, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, non-demigod free agent. Yeah. <laughs> the, the let's, I guess, maybe, uh, maybe more fair, the shortstop to get. Hmm. Oh, there is a club option for next year. So whoever, so he probably won't. There's a club option for 14 million. So whoever trades him, yeah, will keep him. So he's a free it. agent in 2025. Okay. I was about to say because I thought next free agency is like Otani than nobody. Like mm. I'm pretty sure after Otani, because I think Ian Happ was supposed to be number two and he signed that contract. He resigned. Like, yeah, I think next offseason's looking rough. Man, that just I know we talked about it before, but. When you say that out loud, it just kind of makes you think Ian Happ should have got some more money. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the best. Well, that's not a good player. <laughs> yeah, it's like so position players wise. I mean, Javi Baez has an opt out next year. He's not opting out. Uh, Josh Donaldson. <laughs> no, he's Boy, he's going to be like 40 years old. Joey Votto's retiring. Uh, Jock Peterson at 31's probably the next best hitter. Him and Conforto from the Giants. Yeah. He, then you got Blackman at 37. Cody Bellinger is going to be a free agent, or he has an option though, so he might stay. Hmm. Josh Bell, like it gets pretty rough pretty quick. Yeah. Somebody you did mention there that I do kind of want to bring up, and this will this will probably go a little bit into our other next player, but Javi Baez has actually like looked a lot better recently. Um, well, good. He should. Yeah, he really should. He's making money. No, for for sure. But you know, you you just compare him to to you know last year, his you know all of his like his whiff percentage and all of you know his his walk percentage being terrible, his strikeout percentage being absolutely abysmal, and and he's he's shored that up a lot. He's been a lot better, and he's still a plus defender, um, which you know I, I still don't think he's probably worth what he's paid right now, or at least uh, I'm I'm sure that. Uh, most people would would think that he should be producing a little bit better, but it's it's good to see Baez do better because it's fun to watch when he's good. Yeah, he is a lot of fun. And 
I mean, make the Tigers somewhat watchable. Yeah, but also when you look at it, what what are the Tigers are four games back right now, and yeah. it's like, and, and you know not what, even that far, the Tigers have been weirdly competitive. Like, they've—I mean—they took a series off the Guardians, which is, you know, that's not nobody, and like they keep taking games off of tough teams. They took a couple off the Brewers, um, you know, they. They beat the Giants. They they've they've done okay for themselves. I mean, they're only three games under 500. They're really not that down in the dumps. So I don't know. I mean, there there's there is a world where where somehow Detroit I don't know claws into second place or something. I don't see them overtaking the Twins. I probably yeah, don't place. really see them overtaking the Guardians. I think the Guardians are underperforming pretty bad too. But I don't know. They're they're not terrible. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I'm not it's, betting on the Tigers though. <laughs> yeah, but it's we'll we'll see. But one, I mean, the bright spot of bright spots on the Detroit Tigers has been Eduardo Rodriguez coming uh-huh. back from his just absolute disappearance uh, last year. Uh, but yeah, he's had back to back starts of seven innings or more with eight or more strikeouts and zero earned runs. And he's already up to four starts this year where he's pitched at least seven innings with no runs given up. Um, He's just on maybe like the best stretch of his career. Uh, Career low whip, um, which obviously is going to happen when you have career lows in both your hits per nine and walks per nine. (laughs) But uh, I think the emphasis really has to be placed on his walks per nine, which is a full walk lower than his career best. And I think when he's doing that, that means he's really hitting those corners and getting himself to staying out of trouble. And yeah, if he's not walking guys, then he's just, that's, that's yeah. when Eddie's at his best. And he has been absolutely at his best recently. Um, yeah. I think he's still got a few more years left, but interesting to see if uh, a team tries to reach out for for him again maybe it, yeah maybe like the uh, ale east team i did i did want to bring up uh, just briefly about why i also you know yes i'm i'm not full sending on the tigers or anything but why i do think they've been a little better than people think um they've barely played their own division they've only played 6 games against the al central um they've only played they've played 6 games against the al west They've played 11 total games against all of the NL. They've played 16 against the AL East. And they've lost 14 of those because the AL East (laughs) is a stupid division. The Tigers have most of their schedule against much, much worse teams than what they've already played. (laughs) So That is very interesting. Yeah, super, just an interesting scheduling quirk that they've played so much against the AL East. (laughs) quick update on the eduardo rodriguez contract uh he his contract does run through 2026 but he's got an opt-out after this year which i think with the free agent class and if he's doing what he's doing right now the writing will be on the walls and he may very well be a, a trade candidate uh come july and i would love to see him come back to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I hate watching Corey Kluber pitch. Oh my. It's <laughs> brutal. <laughs> it is horrible. I know they're like, let's go to Ump Cam because we know Paul DeYoung's about to smash a home run right now. It's <laughs> 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 just like, I was like, oh my God, I really just saw a perfect, perfect from MLB the show, but it was just in yeah. real life. <laughs> Dude, I, like, I think I know how you feel because Sean Manaya literally just goes out there and throws batting practice. <laughs> like, uh. Dude, Sean and I and Ross Stripling, I think their combined ERA is like a seven. <laughs> yeah. And I wish that was a joke. I uh, so badly wish that was a joke, me raising it up a couple points, but like I actually see. think it's seven. Let's um, see if I can the, find it. Oh, I'm pretty sure Manaya is like eight. It's worse than that. Yeah. Manaya's, no, they are. Yeah. Manaya's sitting at a seven, seven, nine, six and Stripling uh, at a seven, one, four. Yep. See, they are completely trash and the crazy part the top three guys of the giants rotation awesome web desclafani and cobb they have a combined like 2.2 era i think cobb is the national Cobb's... league leader now yeah cobb's cobb's rocking a 1.7 yeah dude, cobb. cobb has been nasty bro 
And if the Giants keep sucking, he's a trade candidate because he's a free agent after this year. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, can so, he, can we add him to the Jays? I mean, dude, reunite him with uh, Gossman. The way he's pitching, I don't think they ever pitched together. But oh, maybe they. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they didn't. Yeah, they got got Cobb. They would have. It would have been just after. Yeah. Yeah, because he was kind of the Cobb replacement because he throws a splitter. Mm. I mean, not the Gosman replacement. Not I'll the take two splitter pitchers. Why not? Yeah. But uh, dude, Cobb you guys want Barrios? Very... <laughs> no. <laughs> he's better than your current stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Well. Yeah. But the Giants' top three is nasty. Alex Wood just came back from injury, so hopefully he gets some more starts over Manaya or Stripling. And then Kyle Harrison's coming. I've been preaching his name for so long. He's coming. And, yeah, he just needs to learn not to throw so many pitches. That's his problem. Because, like, he'll throw four innings and have, like, nine strikeouts, but throw, like, 83 pitches in four Classic innings. Classic young guy. Classic yeah. young guy. That's what Strider yeah. does, too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Alex Cobb, one thing I was just going over baseball savant looking at different stuff. I mentioned this a few times uh, last year. We were talking about the race for lowage average launch angle. Yeah. Cobb, the lowest in all of baseball, the only one in the negatives at a negative 1.3. Yeah. So if you hit the ball off of Alex Cobb, more times than not, it's going down. Not even Straight like up a little bit. Uh, Framber is second with a 1.3 and third, which was I, I was surprised to see just because I don't I never remember him being like this. Always a very good pitcher, but Nathan Ivaldi. Uh, yeah, dude, he's hmm. been great this year. He's been great, and, he has. you know, but like he, when he's been great, he's gotten more you know Strike fly balls and, yeah. and things like that. But so it's cool to see him you know finding a different way to get it because you think that that might be. You know, just a, a new way to operate. I'm trying to get his, yeah. So yeah, the last two years before that, he was more around like 10, 12. Yeah, he's never been below five wow. ever, and now he's at a 2.1. So he's always kind of hovered around 10, a little bit more, a little bit less. So to drop it off that dramatically is, it's definitely there's something in Texas that they're brewing up there for their pitching. Dude, and it's their working. starting pitching is so good right now. It's kind of stupid. And that's without yeah. Degrom, <laughs> who they still don't have for a little bit longer. But like John Gray has been absolutely insane. Ivaldi's been really, really good. Martin Perez had he's had a couple of rougher starts, but he's otherwise been really solid. And then uh, our my my boy Dane Dunning, who's uh who's come out of the pen and started a couple of games, rocking a casual one seven two ERA. Come on, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Well, uh, speaking of the Rangers, I see a game here that involves the Rangers. Yes, I was thinking a little. Let's go. I'm going to give you three teams. And you have to tell me that one of these teams is going to win their division. One of these teams is going to get into the wild card. And then one is going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. And like for the first one. To be fair, I have none of those teams winning the division, but yeah, I will you got to make the argument for one. Yeah. Yeah. I got the you. first three teams, all they're all in the AL West: the Rangers, Angels, and the Mariners. Out yeah. of those three, which one is most likely to win the division? Which one is going to make the wild card? And which one's going to miss the playoffs? And from my easy, professional easy. opinion, if you do not pick the Rangers to win the division between these three teams, you are the max level of faded. Dude, Brian coming to my side? Hell yeah! Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm still taking the Astros. Let's run out of baby these three Rangers, teams. baby. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, the Rangers, they're just, their offense is glitching, glitching. Like my speaking just did. Uh, it is clicking. Their pitching has been really well. Like, I just can't talk. Take it away. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, pitching has, has been awesome for them. Um, starting rotation has been absolutely lights out. They've still got a couple of, of problems in the bullpen as far as like, They've got a couple of guys out of the pen who have been lights out, but then if those dudes aren't ready to go and they have to call on some of their other guys, much less lights out. Like well, a lot less. trade deadline, baby. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would love it. to see them get a really good bullpen arm because, you know, Four yeah, two. as much as you'd love to, to, to roll out, um, you know, a guy like Will Smith over and over again, uh, every once in a while you got to throw out Ian Kennedy, and that has not worked out well for them. But... Um, but yeah, offense is clicking really, really well. Ian Kennedy still plays baseball. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that's 
Yeah. <laughs> he's I did on not the... know that guy was still. Like... He's on the Rangers. <laughs> oh, he's 38 years old. He... He... Yep. Yep. But oh, uh... they just DFA'd him for a second. <laughs> did they really? Oh, did they literally yeah. like, just do that? Yeah, three no. days ago. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, well, I mean, that's reasonable. No. He was he was throwing like a seven five ERA or something. Um, <laughs> tragic. Yeah, tragic. You hate to see it, but no, the offense for the for the Rangers has been awesome. And I think a lot of the like question marks for the offense were some of the young guys that they were bringing up. Josh Young at third base has been really really good. Yeah, um, solid like ball player over there. Dude, Adelise Garcia leads the league in RBIs, I believe. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. Adelise has been has been really, really good. Marcus Simeon is back to being really solid. Um, when they're getting Seager back, I don't know. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't think they're that freaked out because Ezekiel Duran's been really good, like yeah. actually really good. So I mean, yeah. So Adelise Garcia does lead RBIs by five. He has forty-two. That's nuts. Yeah. I think it was the first to 10 home runs, too. Um, uh, I think Alonzo was. Oh, was maybe not Alonzo mistaken. was. Either way, point is, Rangers for sure. Um, the other half of this is interesting. Play uh, the, the team to miss out and the team to make wild card. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the rest is, of this. Is the interesting one. Um, Dude, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Oh, let's go. The Angels are the wild card team, and the oh, Mariners to miss the playoffs. Wow, Dude, I would go. The, I would go the reverse of that. Personally. I mean, look, I'm saying that just based off of this season. I'm not using any past season things. I'm not sure. holding against the Angels. I'm hoping they've turned a page. But this season, like, I feel like the Mariners have disappointed this year, while the Angels have kind of done what we expected, and the Angels can use that, like positive twist on things to maybe propel that forward and the Mariners just I don't know man it is Julio Rodriguez is starting to play a little better like they obviously he's, need him to he's play underperforming really bad <laughs> but like as much as he's underperforming you have Jared Klinik who's playing awesome. like an MVP candidate yep. and you didn't expect that so it's not like you're necessarily still missing the production like obviously you would want both them being MVP candidates on the field but sure. you were expecting only one of them in the first place um but the Mariners, I mean, Andres Munoz is, like, pretty much done for the year, I believe. Like, that's not great for them. He was one of their better bullpen arms. Robbie Ray, we haven't seen he's much of. Like, no, he's done. Oh, he's done, yeah. But uh, it's just, I don't know, man. The Mariners, I love the Mariners. They're exciting. We saw them on opening day. I want to believe in them. But if you tell me they finished fourth place this year, it's just kind of like, oh, well, things didn't work out this year. Let's retool and get ready for next year. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and that's fair. Um, I I just feel like the the Mariners are, it's they've done so well all considering what's already been taken from them. <laughs> like true. you pull in, you know, um, you pull in Bryce Miller, random new starter, and he's started out friggin' awesome. You know, point four seven ERA in his first three starts, nutty. Um, to come in and replace a guy like Robbie Ray like that, the rest of their starting rotation is still really good. Logan Gilbert is still really good. Castillo is really good. George Kirby has been really, really good. Um, I mean, you're talking about if you're considering Bryce Miller as part of it, but like two of those other dudes are sub three ERA for your starting rotation. And the rest of their bullpen is not bad either. Um, obviously, sucks to lose arguably your number one guy. But it's not like the rest of the pen is bad, and I think that I think that the bats are just underperforming. Because if you get if you get Julio coming coming back and and producing like you know he can, um, and you keep you keep getting Kellenic doing well, you keep getting some of your other guys who you know you don't expect superstar numbers, but guys like Eugenio you know, Suarez is going to put up pretty decent to good numbers. Um, guys like J.P. Crawford, same thing. Um, and if you get Teo at the right time, I mean, if you get Teo at the wrong time, it's pretty bad, but if you get Teo at the right times, you know, he, he can go on an absolute tear as well. So I, I just have more faith in the Mariners putting together better win streaks than I do the angels. That's yeah. very fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to go Rangers win it. 
and I really want is like wanting to look for a reason to put the uh, Angels in the wild card, and I think they have a shot. They, I mean, Rendon's hitting three hundred right now. Trout and Otani are doing their thing. Uh, Renfro's doing the same old like barely above three hundred OBP, but slugging five hundred, so he's at eight hundred OPS. Um, uh, Sandoval's been solid. Detmers, his ERA's not there, but his FIP is looking good. Uh, then Tyler, but I don't know the rest of this pitching outside of Otani and Sandoval, and then maybe Detmers is just shaky. Tyler Anderson, as I kind of uh, predicted with the shift limitations, is really fallen off. Hopefully, he bounces back. But yeah, just the Mariners' rotation is better, and their offense has huge upside coming forward uh, with like Raleigh, um, Wong. Uh, Ty France, I mean, this might be just kind of what Ty France is right around that 750 OPS, but even still, there's just a lot of guys that need to start getting it going. And I'm sure they will. You might see a, a hitting coach get fired at some point, honestly, oh. just to try and shake things up. It happens. It happens. <laughs> yep. Someone um, has to get blamed. Someone has to get blamed. Uh, you can't fire all the hitters at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's just more like stability. In Seattle, and they were a slow start starting team last year. So let's get them going. Let's get the big dumper on a hot streak. But also, let's have some good Angels baseball the whole way as well. Why not? Yeah. That would be awesome. Would love it. But yeah, and then the other three set of teams, not uh, all three different divisions here. Uh, but you still got to do the same thing. Yep. One of them's going to win their division. One of them's a wild card, and one's going to miss the playoffs. The Cleveland Guardians. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. Who's in? Who's I am very partial to one of these teams, and I think that is well known on the podcast. I'm yep. a huge Guardians fan. The massive disadvantage the Guardians have in this specific game is if they do not win the division, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Right? The Phillies and Diamondbacks both have a path to the playoffs that's not winning the division. The Guardians do not, because of that, taking the Guardians to win their division. Okay. Good I'll get spicy. Oh. Oh, oh no. Phillies, oh, di no. Phillies division, Diamondbacks oh, no. wild, Cleveland no. Okay. Oh, you, you just thought you... them all. That's not that spicy. I thought you were going to say Diamondbacks. Division. Oh, no. Diamondbacks aren't. Eh, I'm. Look, I'd love that. I'd love me some snakes. That'd be cool. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> but, but I I think uh yeah I think Phillies Phillies have that chance. The the See, Bryce Harper effect is 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 yeah. hitting. See, like pre Bryce Harper, this is an easy Phillies miss the playoffs with the oh, way yeah. their season's gone. But like, dude, Bryce Harper's just different. On it, well, I mean, and and just uh, as a team, they're playing they're playing five hundred ball right now. Um. Their pitching has had a couple hiccups, but you expect them to do better. Um, but the fact that their bats are underperforming and they're still playing relatively as well as they are is pretty crazy. Um, like, you expect yeah. way better numbers out of a guy like Kyle Schwarber. Um, Schwarber batting a, batting a cool 178. Ooh, love that. Uh, he's got nine home runs, so he's Isn't not he's on not base percentage pretty sold still. Uh, 294. I mean, for that batting average, yeah, that's for that really batting solid. average, it's really not that bad, um, <laughs> you know, but also um, one of the guys that I, I don't think we've really brought up that much, um, but a guy that we were gassing up a ton because coming out of the World Baseball Classic looked like he was king of the friggin world. But Trey Turner has been not disappointing, but definitely not as hot starting as we expected um, to the point where I like I almost just forget that he's on the Phillies still, yeah, um, which is just crazy. But oh, um, wow, yeah, right, yeah. That's wait. That's a, I'm definitely taking Phillies wild card, Diamondbacks miss playoffs. Then I was thinking about going Diamondbacks wild card. No, dude, that but, Phillies uh, team is just too good. No, this Phillies team is insane. Um, and yeah, Bryce Harper is a freak. He's a freak of nature. He's I don't get it. He does not make sense. That dude, that dude will will he will will Philadelphia to another World Series if it's the last thing he does. <laughs> Where are you thinking, Noah? 
Yeah, I was thinking same Phillies division, Diamondbacks wild card, Guardians miss. Oh, um, I'm the one. I'm the one off here. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess... know I can't give up on my guards. Just, I believe. I believe. I mean, they could make it happen. It's just if they disappoint for too much longer, Shane it's gonna might be... be out and things mm. like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's kind of like the Angels effect. Like if the Angels don't turn it around soon, like you're gonna be down Otani. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've just heard uh heard a few people kind of when I've watched tuned in for Twins games being like, yeah, the Twins have just been sloppy recently too, and it's like they're still at first when they feel like maybe not all the screws are as tight as they could be. So if they are able to tighten some things up and then just really take control of that division, it's just. Dude, they're gonna cruise. The thing with the twins, man, like Sonny Gray is just a straight up ace right now. And Pablo Lopez has been awesome and Joe Ryan has been awesome. That starting rotation is silly right now. Like Can we talk about how dumb the Yankees must feel that they're like, We're gonna get Sonny Gray and then we're gonna like have him just change all of the pitches that he throws. We want him to throw these pitches instead. Dude, and then you know he was what? horrible. You know and what the best part about it is? Great. Yeah, you know what the best part about it? The Yankees probably don't feel dumb. The Yankees probably still feel like that was the right thing to do because they're so up their own ass that that's what they just believe. As an organization. Uh, yeah. Because the Yankees can't do anything wrong. It's the Yankees. I mean, you you have a system, and you always try implementing your system. Like they have plenty of guys it's worked for, so like sure. I get why they did it. But... I I just uh yeah I've never been a massive fan of that. I've never been a fan of I want to let me acquire this player who's been playing really good and then try to change him. That's just so silly and dumb to me. Yeah. Anyway, I agree, Noah. They probably feel really dumb, but they probably. Don't. <laughs> But yeah, but no, lo- yeah, Sonny Gray's been awesome. Yeah, I love to see him popping off, though, because I remember those Yankees years. Obviously, it was good to see him be bad on the Yankees, but I really like Sonny Gray in Oakland. So I was just like, man, what happened to this guy? It's like, is he just not, he's not a big time guy? And then that narrative got spun so hard. Oh, he just can't handle the moment. He can't handle the moment. And then he just, like, that's yeah, trash. Yeah, trash. I, lo- I like Sonny Gray. Hey, Oakland legend. By the way, Oakland legit former Oakland legend. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. gotta love it. Well, you guys got anything else for this week? Thinking Mm -hmm. Bayern needs to lose one, and then Dortmund needs to keep winning. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, we we talked a little bit about the diamond. They walked off the uh, the Giants today. My guy, by by my boy, Lordis Uriel. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> Not a fan. Zero out of ten. The Giants are in a weird state. Yeah. Yeah. I, we can agree on that. Yeah. Just don't know what they should do. Actually, I do, but they won't. They should it. win more games. That's what they should try they're, to do. Dude, they're so conservative with their prospects. Like, get aggressive. Let some of the kids play. They're playing good. Your guys in the majors aren't. Change it up. And let's send Manaya and Stripling to the moon because they're the garbage. Yeah, can we? <laughs> hey, look, man. Dude. It sounded awesome when you got them originally. Didn't you it? can keep telling me that Stripling was good last year, but I do not. <laughs> he literally it. was, though. <laughs> he was really good last year. Like, That's not even dude, a joke. The guy I watch pitch, Ross Stripling, he is garbage. <laughs> But he was. <laughs> he was unironically good last year. I just, I'm, look, I, I believe you. I want to believe you. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, I understand. It happens. It, look, it hey, happens. that's what twins, that's what, that's what I kept seeing twins people telling me about Barrios. They're like, we swear he's good. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going through now because I do not believe a single ounce like, of those. Actually, like, no. I look at the I, stats and I'm like, those aren't real. No, okay, but for what it's worth on the Barrios thing, I've also been full on still saying that Barrios's uh, lack of success does not make sense because you watch and him pitch Berrios... a lot of the time and you're like, that pitch was disgusting. How did that get yeah. hit for a home run? He still has flashes of potential. Ross Stripling just throws everything over the middle of the plate. He, yeah. Look, 
Look, what? you're getting you're you're getting you're getting COVID stripling, oh. and that's the problem. Yeah, I'm you're kidding. you're not getting 2022 three ERA stripling. Tragic. He's but. he's given up more home runs this year already, like a good <laughs> amount more than he gave up all last year. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like it is absurd. He gave up. I'm, I'm looking at it now. He gave up 12 last year. He's given he's up 10. Like, oh okay, okay. He's getting that. Bad. He's close. He's close. Yeah, we're in May. Hey, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's okay. I, I hate think to it's time it. to wrap it up. I don't want to talk about the Giants making me sad anymore. So with that, <laughs> we'll see you next week for the 100th episode. Ooh. Goodbye. <laughs>